Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. girl claudia jordan it's friday and we're back with tgif we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and social media so sit back relax and get ready for this hot tea what's up al and what's up q how y'all doing what's up claudia what's going on everybody how y'all doing happy friday there's the hand is that a, a short sleeve leather jacket well you know it's it's a little zara piece so it's not leather it's more of a pleather or whatever, okay. you know, it's, it's a bit, but you know, it's, it's hot down here in Miami, so you don't need the real thing anyway. Why are you, cover, why are you covering up your muscles, Q? Um, your muscles. Because it ain't for y'all, it's for my man. I'm being modest, okay? <laughs> you got a man now? Shut up, Claudia. Go on to the next thing. Well, Get you out. said it. <laughs> don't get mad at me because I'm asking you a question. You said you got a man. Okay. This, I'm not advertising his goods for the rest of the world to see. Okay. <laughs> Al, look at him. One minute. You don't got Brandon. I'm actually excited for him. I think he's a little bit smitten. For him not to talk about it? Because with the Russian, we can hear all about that. Right? I ain't care about her. <laughs> okay. Are y'all drinking tonight? What's going on? Y'all drinking? Uh, uh, honey, I'm unlocking my better self. It's Friday, and I'm trying to reserve. Uh, I got a graduation party to go to this weekend and some other things. So I got to reserve my liquor intake for my two drink minimum <laughs> each of these parties I'm going to go to this weekend. I'm definitely drinking. I'm having rum. I'm continuing it from yesterday. I'm having rum with cranberry juice. Grenadian rum, too. Hey, that's some okay. good rum. Well, I'm out here in the grill, Jamaica, just uh, celebrating a friend of mine's birthday. So we will be drinking, but I'm drinking water. And shout out to my aunt. She sent me these cute glasses. I brought this one with me because it's metal. Isn't it cute? Classy. Yeah, that is. It's cute. All right. All right, let's get into the show. Let me drink this water. Mm. All right, y'all. Ice Cube. I was tripping on this story. He recently appeared on Tucker Carlson's Twitter show and shared his thoughts on former President Barack Obama and the Black Lives Matter movement. Cube expressed disappointment in Obama's presidency and revealed that not much has changed. He also expressed that Black Lives Matter did not improve the lives of Black people and he knows and loves. What are your thoughts? Alice, go to you first. Well, let me tell you, first of all, he's expressed this for a long time. This is nothing new. He's talked about it. He's been very vocal about it. What I didn't appreciate was Tucker Carlson using an icon like I like Ice Cube from the African-American community to further his anti-Obama and his anti-Black Lives Matters narrative agenda. I didn't like that because we know that Ice Cube was not very fond of Obama. Um, we know that Ice Cube has, has spoke negatively about the BLM movement. But let me tell you something. We can argue whether it was positive or negative, but positives came out of the Obama administration. I mean, health care reform. He ended the war on Iraq, which was which cost us $750 billion. He passed a stimulus that basically stopped the United States of America from going bankrupt. Did we forget that in 2009? And, you know, on the LBGT plus, I mean, uh, GTQ plus side, he was the one that said it was OK for them to serve in the military. So we can't discredit what Obama has actually done, not only for the country, but also for people of color and people in our community. Um, so and, and for me, right, we can you can argue both sides of that. But at the same time, I personally didn't like him using uh, iced tea to further his agenda. In my Ice Cube. Right, right. Ice Cube. I, I feel you on that. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? You know, I, I mostly agree with Al. The one area I'm going to give Al's comment some pushback is Tucker Carlson didn't do a goddamn thing other than be Tucker Carlson. 
is Ice Cube took his Candace Owens coon ass over there. I have no uh, problem whatsoever with black people who have different political views than the rest of the herd, right? But at least take your different views to an objective media outlet that is going to be a safe space for African-Americans and not take the sound bites in order to push their racist and anti-black agendas. Yeah. You knew what Tucker Carlson was all about, Ice Cube. And so it makes me wonder, what was your, what was your, see, I, I don't have a problem with Tucker Carlson. I know exactly who he is. But now it's got me side eyeing you, Ice Cube, because why would you take your African American self over there and give them ammunition to use against us? I didn't like that. Excuse me. Cube could have said those same things on an Oprah platform, a Joy Reid platform, a Gail King platform, a Simone Sanders platform, and I would have had no issue whatsoever. I would have been receptive and listen. But it's a simple fact that you skated your ass over there to that former Fox News, now Twitter. Got me side. You know. Ice Cube came on Cocktails with Queens one time, right? And it went left. One, we ran out of time. We had to like rush him out of there. So I, it felt like it needed more time to breathe. Cause, and, and then it was really during the peak of the Trumpism and Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. It was a very contentious time in our history when we were just like mad and just angry. And here come Ice Cube talking about the contract with Black America. And People mistake in that interview that the Queens, it was Vivica and myself and Lisa Ray and, and Selena, that we attacked this black man. That's not really what happened. And I've been seeing it kind of being brought back up on social media recently, and I'm glad it did. And then this comes out. We called it. I'm going to tell you why the interview went left. Because Ice Cube should know better. He's a brilliant businessman, and there's no taking that away from him. Congrats on what he did with the big three and his longevity in the business and being married to the same black woman for, for a very long time. But what we ain't gonna let you do in an interview is bend the truth. His whole beef with going to meet with the Trump administration and, and offering his solutions to all the things that's wrong in the black community, right? Was the Biden-Harris tag team who hadn't even been elected yet, hadn't reached out to him. And that was his beef, remember that? They didn't reach out, the Trump people did, so I'm, I'm sitting down with them. So I did my job. I, now, I'm not a journalist now, but I used to be, a real one for the Providence American newspaper for many years, for years. I reached out to the, the Biden-Harris campaign, and guess what I found out? Not only did they invite him on a call, but it was with other uh, prominent entertainers in the entertainment business that are very vocal about Black causes. Ice Cube, his ego, would not allow him to do a sit down with other entertainers. He thought he was better than that. And that's when I, so I caught him in a lie. Well, I don't want to call him a liar. I caught him in a mistruth, an untruth, a mistruth. And then it got on 10. No, no, no. I got to finish this. Then it got on 10 because it was a big deal. And we had been getting dragged through the mud as black bed wenches bitter black bitches that we came for this icon's neck. And then you see him go sit down with Tucker Carlson. It seems to me that he's in cahoots with the right. And I hope our boy Cube is not going out like that, but you've got to know better what it, than, than to go on Tucker Carlson. He's using you to be like, yeah, we got, you never checked this man for being a white supremacist, Mr. Gangster. Like, come on. So I just wanted to get that, story out in its full context because I haven't really had a chance to explain that. I know we're going over, but I had to, I had to go into that. It was very important because the Queens have been dragged for two years over this and it's on. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. All right, moving on. Former Air Force uh, intelligence officer David Grush testified on Wednesday to Congress about the U.S. government having possession of non-human bodies. Take a look. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. 
the former intelligence officer was also asked if the government had information about extraterrestrial life. And he said the U.S. likely has been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s. This listen, they've been trying to tell us this for years. Are y'all surprised? Q, what do you think about this? I'm not surprised. I definitely think that the government has a lot of information about things that the public is not privy to. I am also of the school of thought that most American people are stupid and that we don't need access to all information because it will most definitely and most certainly cause uh, what I don't understand, and maybe Al can better break this down because they never taught me this in civics, I never understood uh, the disconnect between all the different branches of government and then the CIA, the space programs, the RIA, the CDA, the NBA, and all this different type of stuff, and how it is that this department of the government is able to have this secret information and the, the lawmakers and stuff do not know. Maybe Al can help me understand that. And then my other question would be, um, is he a whistleblower in this instance? Like, does he not work for the government anymore? Is he a, 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 a civilian at this point? Why is this coming out at this point? Why from him? Where his coworkers and colleagues, other people that can corroborate this story? I mean, I just have so many questions as to why, if so many people know about these things and have seen these things, he's the only person speaking. Right. So I'll help you as much as I can here, Q. So first of all, UAOs and UFOs, they report to the Pentagon, right? And he is an he is a he is an intelligence. He's an informant. So, you know, sometimes he works for the government, sometimes he doesn't. And that's where we are, Q. It's funny that you smelt that because we're still trying to determine the legitimacy of his testimony and his statement regarding the Pentagon's involvement with UAOs and UFOs. And why are they keeping the American people in the dark after they allegedly have known about this since the 30s? Now, the thing that I rock with him is what he his concern with the government not being transparent um, it, with the American people. That I can support. And we hope that House lawmakers treat this with as much seriousness, meaning his testimony, with as much seriousness as they have with wanting to overturn Roe versus Wade. This is very important, and they need to get to the bottom of this. Now, the problem is he's no longer an informant. Now he's just an expert witness. So what does that mean for people that he's testifying in front of? What does he know now? You know, I used to read books uh, about alien interactions and, you know, for a long time, they were things that they were on the fringe, right? Of society, people would laugh, oh, alien chasers and blah, blah, blah. Anything you want to know about the future or the secrets are usually hidden in plain sight. Look at entertainment. When you want to know like where we're going to end up or things like the, the future, look at movies. It's a, to me, my opinion, my theory, not based on anything, but my observations, there's been a slow roll of a lot of things that they've been spoon feeding to us in a drip, 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 drip for many years. Independence Day, all these alien movies. And lo and behold, we're finally at a place. Look at Black Mirror from three, four years ago. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the series Black Mirror. Almost everything they showed us is happening right now with AI. And I remember watching, this is going to happen. Not even three years later, it's happening. So the stuff you want to know is going to happen, being ro be rolled out in four or five years. Stop looking at your entertainment and the Simpsons. Oh my God. So many things that they predicted. The Jetsons. The Jetsons. Yeah. Yep. Everything, everything on the Jetsons uh, is life right now, which is unfathomable when that series came out. Went out when you and Claudia were in 19 in the thirties. Don't start you. You know, Why is it acting like he's not only like eight years behind us or nine? Right. Young, supple, 39. <laughs> but that goes to show that they have I no... I can't wait till he turns 40. Oh, my Damn. goodness. But then I'll be a young, supple 40. <laughs> that does go to show you that they do know a lot more, way more in advance. And sure. like I told y'all, go get that book, Behold the Pale Horse. They murdered that informant after three attempts. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. He's no longer... He uh, was unalived. Okay. All right, fellas, let me uh, get your thoughts on this tweet that was uh, reposted on the Neighborhood Talk. It says, Black people supported a white Barbie while white people hated a black mermaid. Let that sink. Do you think that person is reaching or is it a valid point, Al? I think they got a valid point. I mean, one thing that we know is that that young lady 
that played, you know, The Little Mermaid got so much, so much pushback, so much negative coverage, so much division that they were only internationally able to do $542 million in the box office. We know with that type of film, that type of, you know, with Disney, that that should have been much larger than that. And it was projected to be double that. Um, as it relates to the Black Barbie, 20% of all uh, moviegoers are African Americans. And as it relates to Black Barbie, allegedly, they got the full 20% support on the on the Barbie movie. So that was confusing because they didn't get the full 20% support on the Little Mermaid movie. So she might be onto something here. I, 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 I feel innately everybody that I knew was very supportive. I saw a lot of black women and a lot of black babies in pink going to the movies. Whereas with the Little Mermaids, I didn't see the same type of, uh, of, of action. And that carries over to like, look at like how black folks warmly um, embrace white R&B singers that come along. We embrace them. Oh man, that's my John B. And the, the you know, all these other white men that, that come into the space, we embrace them. And, and, and look how they treat us in the country music space. Like we are just violating. Q, what you think about this? I mean, I'm guessing this tweet was supposed to be positioned to be like an aha moment or a gimme gotcha moment. But I mean, it's very cut and dry to me. We, you know, psychologically, we come out of the womb program to, you know, accept the dominant culture to try to fit in with the dominant culture, try to try to strive to assimilate with the dominant culture and the complete opposite goes for white people. So I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, something very positive that Peter Thomas did, believe it or not, uh, which speaks to the psychology of this very behavior. Peter did a video on his YouTube, one on his Instagram one time that said, white people, let me ask y'all a question. Y'all will make a res reservation for my restaurant. Y'all will park valet open the front door to my restaurant, walk in. My restaurant is on the water. It is just as nice as any other restaurant on South Beach. Y'all will dip your head in this restaurant and see that it's a bunch of black people in here and y'all will turn around and leave. Wow. Mm. But on the flip side of things, black people, we walk into a white space and we don't think anything of it. We sit down, we eat. As a matter of fact, if you really want to know the truth about it, we walk into a white space and more times than not think it's better than a black space. That's a whole nother video for a whole nother day. The point is white people are innately programmed to uh -uh, that's black, go the other way. And that was why their participation with the Little Mermaid was not there. And our participation was all the way there with the Barbie movie. That's so sad that we're still dealing with this. It's 2023. Like still. Right. Did you know that the first Black Barbie was created in 1967? I didn't know that. No. Did you know that, Claudia? Nope. I know I have one. Up? Did you grow up playing with Barbies? I did. I did. And um, I, I remember- you have you know, a Black one? I did. Um, my mom was pretty good about that. My mom, you know, she's from Italy, but she made sure that I had black dolls and it wasn't like, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up confused about what I was. You know what I mean? I did not grow up confused. My mom never was a hater. She was always like, yeah, I had, I had black and white dolls. So we were good in my house. All right, y'all coming up next, the state of Florida is once again in the hot seat. And later, do you guys believe in giving a two weeks notice to your employer? Find out all about it when we return. Welcome back to TGIF and shout out to all the soulmates. We got quite a few thousand in the chat looking at us right now. So thank you so much. Make sure you hit that like button for your favorite trio. All right. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. And that's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. All right, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is planning to move its 2025 annual conference out of Orlando after the Florida Department of Education approved uh, controversial new guidelines on African-American history. Now, the fraternity said the decision was made due to Ron DeSantis's harmful, racist, and insensitive policies against the Black community. 
Funky, what are your thoughts and how do you feel? Well, on this story, you know, out of respect for my organization, my name is not Funky Dineva, it is Quentin Latham. Oh, <laughs> Y'all know that I am a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And of course, the Alphas moved our, our business out of Florida. Um, this We need to be running Florida, okay? The Alpha, we need to be running the world quiet as it's kept because we don't steal the money and we don't rob organizations like the Capitals did, they organization. But this ain't even got nothing to do with the Capitals. <laughs> this is just another example of us setting the tone on how the world should be ran and how black men should be leading society as a whole. So I definitely want to give a shout out to my organization for once again showing these others how it's done and what handling your business and not stealing the money looks like. Wow, so much positivity and negativity in the same statement. <laughs> that was quite a, yeah. Al, what do you think about uh, what Funky said? Let me tell you something. This is what I'm talking about. Remember I said we have to take the money from their biggest money maker, and we know billions, hundreds of billions of dollars come from tourism. This is a great time for all black people to weaponize our economic output and contribution. We have to channel our outrage into action, just like the Alpha Phi Alphas, because if we don't, we give them the opportunity to teach our kids that we are less than, and that's one thing we not. Let me tell you something about these Alpha brothers. They did the right thing. The economic loss for the state of Florida is in excess of $5 million because they pulled out on this. Because 17% of the population are African-Americans in the state of Florida. If we did more things like this, we would change the tide, the tide of what they're trying to do to our communities and to our young kids. I want to see school walkouts next. I want to see um, teacher um, unions protest. I also want to see the African-American NBA and NFL players in the state of Florida to sit down and, 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 and not allow them to allow this to happen in the state of Florida. We should not be traveling to Florida if we don't have to. It's this type of a response is what's going to get the ear of the legislation to reverse. Congratulations, Alphas, for finally doing something right. I'll say this, the timing couldn't be better right now because Florida is taking a huge hit with all the migrants picking up their whole bunch of unfinished housing and then very wealthy neighborhoods that are rotting from the inside out. Hurricane season is about to be amongst us. Not that I'm happy about this, but this is about to be huge financial hits to the state of Florida. So they can't afford many more of these things happening. So I'm glad you mentioned the NBA and the NFL. I like to also encourage our youth, especially those who are in college to skip Florida as a destination for spring break. Just until we get DeSantis out of there, like let them feel the squeeze of what happens when people get together and say, you know, we're done with this because the very people you're attacking are pouring dollars into your state. And I just want to say this to Al, you candy cane twirling bitch. I caught that finally, but finally, finally did something wrong. I'm going to let you live. Come on, we can't muddy the waters. We, we had a you, good discussion. You, you candy striper. I'm a, oh, candy striper. I'm going to let you live. Go <laughs> to the next thing, Claudia. <laughs> All right, y'all. A Florida man has been arrested in a domestic dispute after dumping a woman's head into what is reported as a vat of tar. The tar-like substance is used to treat clams and oyster bags. The woman uh, was transported to a local hospital with chemical burns to her face and arms. How funky. You've been having a, a lot of stuff you have been really finding an argument for. What you got to say about this? Oh, this was very few. This is very simple. Um, she smelled like seafood. The aroma <laughs> had to <laughs> the it's aroma. Really they are like <laughs> Ooh, the women's gonna eat me up. So he's saying she smelled like fish. He's, he's so misogynistic. <laughs> they, 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 they. She smelled like fish. That yeah, you well, you know, or, well, no. In this case, oysters and clams, and the aroma. You know, it was it was the, the aphrodisiac properties of it had them clouding his mind. No, 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 I'm not gonna do that. It was funny, y'all. It was just a joke. No, this is all messed up. When he said a vat of tar. 
Um, it, it honestly took me way back to when they used to tar and feather us. And then I was thinking, you know, where would he have such close access to hot tar? I hope, I hope it wasn't hot tar. I didn't see anything about her skin coming off and her having, you know, first burns. Third yeah, degree burn. burn. or she, yep. she had burns. Yes. Yep. You know, um, yeah, this is indefensible. Y'all know I don't play when it comes to the kids and I'm damn sure not going to play around when it comes to people being tarred, especially considering our history with being tarred and feathered. This is 100% messed up. And his ass need to go where soulmates to jail. <laughs> well, he is in jail for four counts of possession of firearm as a ex felon. I mean, as a convicted felon. Um, so in this particular case, Claudia and Q, they were they were arguing. They were in a domestic dispute. Don't know why he has tar heated around, but he bumped up against the tar and they was tussling. He ended up pulling and pushing her down on the tar. So that's kind of how her head ended up in the tar. Um, but yeah. Can you imagine? I can help you out on this one, Q. This, this was just crazy. Can you imagine trying to get that out of your eyelashes and your nose and your ears and your mouth and the skin? One eyelash. <laughs> Mama, I need to go to know that was a natural waxing. He pulled off her dermis and her epidermis. That was the chemical pill sent from the gods. Okay, I mean, it, it, it peeled her skin down to the skeleton. She gonna be so fresh-faced when that... Shut up, Q. You know what? You were doing real good, and then right. you went left. Just, right. Then you were a typical you, Florida bitch, okay? Just go... It's been reported that... Oh, here we go. Large amounts of marijuana made its way into Neptune Beach over the weekend. According to the Neptune Beach Police Department, appears a large quantity likely broke open at sea and separated before coming ashore. Now, officers were spotted on the scene working with public works to clean the marijuana off the beach. Now, Funky, y'all already got sharks down there getting high up that cocaine. And now you got co you got weed in the water. What's next? Child. Ecstasy, Molly, every damn thing else. And that's why the animals is popping up on the seashore. I guess the shark said, hell, if we can't beat them, let us damn join them. Um, I don't know what to say other than this way. You can't find no good drugs in the club and on the busy feeding them to the sharks. And I'm curious to know what type of damn transporter. Because see, baby, I'm going to tell some of my business. He's about to tell on himself. When I was in college, baby, and we was running up and down the interstate transporting, mm -hmm. bitch, okay, we wasn't losing no packages, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Claudia, you know about it when you and Mimi was running them suitcases. To Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all was running them suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> September 11th. <laughs> we wasn't losing no key, no Never one. Product, okay? Every grain made it. Okay, yeah, but y'all, y'all, I don't know if y'all hoes they took y'all drama mean and y'all getting seasick or whatever the case, and the packages ended up in the ocean. But you messing up the ecosystem and you're messing up the economy and the market. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we pretending like this doesn't make sense, guys. This is why Florida is so screwed up. They got weed in the water. They got cocaine in the ocean and they got meth in that soy sauce. That's the reason why everybody in the whole state is losing their mind. It all makes sense to me. This is why people are acting crazy in Florida because they are all high on some type of drug. Not me, girl. Man, Q, those were the days, wasn't it? I used to always have $5 bills on me at all times, like a whole bunch of them too. Oh, I'm so glad my daddy did. I'm glad my dad acts like he is. All right. <laughs> We're coming up next, a woman's chair thoughts on giving two weeks notice before leaving a job. And later, a former Nickelodeon star has an emotional breakdown over the WGA strike. Stay tuned. Uh. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, Deshonda Brown revealed in a recent episode of Woman of Tomorrow that she doesn't believe in giving a two weeks notice to an employer. Check this out. I don't believe in the whole two week notice thing. Oh. Why am I giving you two weeks to let you know that I'm leaving when if you were going to fire me or lay me off, you would let me know that same day. Oh. 
I need to set boundaries. So the same respect that you would give me, I'm going to give you back. Jobs and corporations don't treat us with the same respect and loyalty that they expect for us to give them. If you want me to give you two weeks, I need you to at least give me a month to get my life together because a lot of people have children, elderly parents or grandparents that they have to take care of. A lot of people are on disability. A lot of people are preparing to have a family. A lot of people are probably on the verge of an eviction notice or homelessness. So the same respect and loyalty that you want me to give your brand, I need to feel that. And if not, y'all going to get the same immediate notice that you would give me. I like it. Al, what do you think? I mean, it's interesting, but unfortunately, um, that's not what large companies do. I mean, you got to be very, very careful with this two-week notice thing because you got to remember, if you're going to use them as a reference, when someone calls back and asks about you, you want it to be positive. So although I understand the sentiment that she's coming from, until human resources is set up to be reciprocal and mutual, you kind of have to follow their rules. Not saying that you have to, but if you want a positive, like for instance, if you want a positive reference for a new job, you need to do the appropriate thing. If you want your planned bonuses, you need to give them two weeks because if you don't, you give them the right to keep your bonus from you. You also give them the right to not to pay out your vacation days if you don't give them two weeks notice. There's so many intricate details that they can take back from you based on what you signed up for in these corporations that if you don't do the two week notice, they can hold them. So vacation money, you're gonna lose it. Your bonus money, you're gonna lose it. Your reference, you're gonna lose it. So just be mindful, be mindful. Now, if it's somewhere like a retail or fast food, I can stand with her on that. But when it's like a corporation that you're gonna need to use for reference or to get your money so that you can get all your money that's owed you and even that check that's in the balance, you might wanna think about a different strategy. Yeah. You know what? I have been 100% self-employed for over a decade until I landed this particular gig right now, right? And in being self-employed, I am so ashamed and embarrassed of the ingrained slave mentality that I had to these jobs. Society, your parents, college, and the labor force really does a one-two step on your brain and makes you a slave to these corporations. And she's 100% right. These jobs don't give a damn about you. They don't. And so now my new attitude, when I come into companies and jobs and stuff, I, I have a personal rule for myself. I am always going to keep myself in a position where my independent efforts always bring me in more revenue than any job that I get that second hand because it keeps me in a position where I can always tell said job to kiss my ass. Okay. Because these companies don't care about people. They will kick your ass. Every, every time I've been fired. Okay. Mm -hmm. I ain't never have no notice. And then the bitches had the nerve to walk me from HR and back to my desk and stand over me. Like I was going <laughs> to steal something. They ain't going to tell me I couldn't even walk around the building and say goodbye to the people. These jobs don't care about you. Every time I was laid off, they called me straight into the office and let me go. They had time. They had strategic meetings, knew they was going to let me go two and three weeks before they let me go. They had already planned out who going to get my job position and my responsibilities and you get stuck with no notice. So I don't damn blame her. And Al, you can correct me if I'm wrong and Claudia, if you know, but I was told, and I don't know if this is factual, our HR soulmates jump in the chat line and let us know that the jobs are not allowed to disparage you when you, they call and get a reference. They are only able to ask you verify your employment dates and then ask if you are eligible for rehire or not. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true and not saying that people don't still disparage you, but I was told that they're not supposed to do that. You know, I get what she's saying on an emotional level. And I get what Al's saying on a professional level, but I will say in media, right? When they ask, require you to give them a, a, a two weeks notice, they rarely will do the same because once you know that you're about to be fired, you can go, especially if you're on the radio, you can go live and tell all the business mm -hmm. of how they doing you dirty, how you getting sexually harassed or whatever your issues may be allegedly. And they don't want that, you know, which is really unfair. I remember when I left the prices, right. And then I am. Um, 
had a lawsuit, but the day I left, I didn't, I didn't give them the notice. I told them in front of the audience at the end of the show. And it felt so good because they wanted me to give them notice. And then they want to tell me work out that way. And everybody else that played by the book, they did them dirty. And I thought that was really horrible to see that, you know, like not being able to chance, get a chance to say goodbye on air to your fans, the people that followed you, that rock with you. It was really, it made it really um, some traumatizing for some people. <laughs> so Gio, I wanted to come back to your question. You were right, but see, this is a question. This is a tricky question. The question is, or if you are rehirable. And that's the gimme gotcha. So that's, that's the gotcha. That's the gotcha because, because you broke uh, policies and procedures that were in your handbook and you didn't give your two weeks notice, some employers can say you're not no longer hireable at that company anymore. So don't just quit without two weeks notice. Just say you got COVID. No, you're either that <laughs> or just go to your new job. It's be like, look, that girl, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you, them girls ain't going to give me no good reference. And then just lie. Be like, my boss was a bigot and a racist. And I walked out. I'm not eligible for rehire. That's why. <laughs> All right, y'all. Get ahead of it. <laughs> the advice given by Q is not that of corporation. <laughs> All right. Social media is coming for Erica Meta's neck after she attempted to call out Lil Scrappy over alleged missing child support payments, which is a rumor that was started by his ex-wife, Bambi. One person tweeted, my thing is, Erica Mena, um, all in Bambi and Lil Scrappy's marriage. I understand you defending your friend, but it ain't your business where that man's sticking bleep. Another person tweeted, everybody needs to shut up and leave Lil Scrappy alone. Mind your business about it. Him and Bambi aren't together anymore. That's it. Move on already. Yo, for real, for real. Do y'all agree? Should Mer Erica mind her own business? Or does she have the right to speak on a, another relationship, Q? I mean, listen, if her and Erica are supposedly best friends, if they're best friends, that means Erica and Scrappy has some level of a, of, of a relationship. They're also on a reality TV show where it's expected to get a moment. Um, I would. If, 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 if Claudia, you my best friend, Al, your ex-man, and we sit up in a situation, I know and I'm gonna be like, nah, why you why you over here fighting in front of your homeboys? Where's where's Claudia's child support? Mm -hmm. You ain't even paying child support, so cut it out because I know your true T. You forgot? I would. Al? Hey, I, I say, I, the thing that interested me about this is how the tide has changed. Before when this frame first came out, everybody was on Little Scrappy's neck. But when Little Scrappy showed those receipts that he is at least trying and has paid the rent and has paid his child support, everyone now, the tide has changed. Everyone now is on Little Scrappy's side, so... There you have it. Um, I think people are forgetting what they would do in this situation in real life. In real life, you defend your friends. even And sometimes even when they're wrong. You know, if that's who you care about and you hear her side, then you're going to be sticking up for her side and defending what you know. You know what I mean? And I think people like, yes, she, there's an argument to make to stay out of their business. But if that's her friend, it kind of is. You know what I mean? It kind of is. I, I think it's nothing wrong with speaking on someone's relationship if you have knowledge. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, actress Giovanni Samuel's emotional breakdown over the uh, WGA strike. And later, would you keep raunchy videos of your ex after a breakup? Let's talk all about it when we return. Welcome back to the show. Shout out to all the soulmates keeping that chat popping as usual. Hit that like button because Funky has not cussed you out in a long time and it might be time. All right, y'all. Former Nickelodeon star Giovanni Samuels had an emotional breakdown about the writer's strike on social media. Take a look. I don't know what money y'all think I have between family members stealing from me or doing a show where they didn't pay me or now I'm fighting for residuals because executives don't want to give me a dime. All right, John, what are your thoughts? Let's go to you first, Al. I don't know. I, this, um, I can feel her pain, but this did not land well with me. This, very, this, this felt kind of weird. It felt a lot about like self-pity. Um, and I, listen, I get it. 
I get it. I get it. I get it. But listen, baby, we've all been through financial issues. We've all been through hardships. We've all had issues with our employers paying us. We don't all go through strikes like this. I do get that. But but something about this public plea or this public self-pity just didn't feel right to me. Really? Even though she's in a public kind of business where she's like uh, in a space of, you know, entertainment? Absolutely. I haven't seen other people post post pleas like this. So, I mean, where where are all the other actors that are going through the same thing that she's going through? Why aren't they on social media crying and fighting about where their money's going and money that they're not getting and the jobs that they don't have? I've been seeing other people post. I've been seeing other people post. I think people when you're a celebrity, you have to like kind of play this really difficult balancing game um, of well, I don't want to appear broke because nobody wants to hire me. Uh, I, I, I still want to look like I'm popping. I have to maintain this image. Um, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her because um, I, I remember going through some financial hardships and then still being famous in in, a, in, in, in some people's eyes. And it was one of the most difficult things to to balance. Um, and no one really feels bad for you because they're like, well, bitch, you famous or you this, or you that. Like, there's not a lot of, I, don't know, I felt bad for her. Key, what do you think yeah, about that? I've been there too, baby. <laughs> Listen, I, I went from making seven figures to like working as a professor making five. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, like I said, I get it. I just say for me, I wouldn't have taken my personal self-pity to no live nothing and crying and soaking. I, I, that just made me feel very uncomfortable. Okay. Um, you know, this didn't land. I'm like, yeah, this did not land with me either at all. And I'm going to tell you why she put a whole lot out there that in my opinion, didn't have nothing to do with these damn residuals. She said I had to deal with family members shows that I didn't get paid for family members that stole from me. I have to put my son in private school. I don't own a home. I barely own a car. Y'all going to say, get a job, but I have two jobs. It's like, girl, hold on now. All of this ain't got she said she has to put her son in private school because he gets bullied by the other kids who parents recognize him. So she has to put him in private school. Nobody's child has to be put in private school. That's number one. Karate would have been a lot cheaper. $50 a month to teach them how to kick their ass. Then she's talking about family members stealing from her. That has nothing to do with residuals. We find out later she actually has a husband. All right. That show was so long ago. And it just seems to me the 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 crux of the issue is Hollywood just is no longer working for you. And you got to know when to hold and when to fold. And you're either trying to continue to be in the business or you kept trying to be in the business when you should have went and been a veterinarian. She deserves her residuals. And I do feel bad for her. But all of your issues and your crying ain't got nothing to do with what these people striking about. Not all of them. Well, I agree. I feel bad for them. Um, I will say this: the uh, she may have been putting extras on it, but she's an actress. That's to be expected. You know what I mean? I think she's doing lending her acting to, you know, kind of uh, dramatize how serious this things. Which I get that. And yeah, you you guys are right. That has nothing to do with the st- the, the strike. Some of her other issues. She's probably a woman at the end of her rope, I guess. Um, I will say this about the studio: some mean things. The the attitude of. We're going to wait for them to get to a point when they start losing their homes and then they're going to be begging for their jobs back. I think that's absolutely horrible. All right. So keeping uh, coming up, Azalea Banks. Oh, God. Claps back at a fan. Is she still boiling cats? Welcome back, soulmates. All right, let's get into this Azealia Banks. Uh, now, Azealia Banks clapped back at a fan, clapped back at a fan who suggested that Beyonce should have sampled her on Renaissance. Banks replied to the fan and wrote, she knew, uh, she knew better because I would have sued her. Sony, Columbia, Parkwood, Tidal, and Blue Ivy. I would have sued the fake Basquiat dreads right off Jay's head. I'm not the one. Yeah, we know. Uh, what are your thoughts on her response, Al? I know you th- you're a fan of her work, right? No, I said I thought that she that she was very talented. Now, okay. I'm, not, I'm a fan of her of her music of how she sings, but I'm not a fan of her antics. I think she's just a relentless 
troll. Like she's addicted to controversial outbursts, obviously. I mean, this is the same, this woman's been doing this a long time. Like what do we expect from her? I just feel like this is her thing. It doesn't look good on her though. And that's why her music career hasn't taken off. You. She need pills next. I'm like, are you bored? I know you got a lot of spare time in your hands because what you should have been, you know, spending your time on working on your career, you're just trolling the internet, bothering people that have no, that never mentioned you. Um, they don't worry about you. And you tricked off and fumbled whatever skills you had. I'm not familiar with the music, but like Al said, he, you know, said she's talented. So I'm going to believe him, but we don't get to see that. We get to see boiling cats, chicken bones in your closet, doing all it just gives like dirty voodoo lady. <laughs> you know, what's a dirty, what's a dirty? just a dirty, voodoo, a dirty lady. voodoo lady. Just dirty voodoo lady. Azalea, when you boil your next set of cats <laughs> and you cast a spell with your next set of bones, not me, girl. That's Claudia. <laughs> okay. What Claudia, really Claudia does not speak on behalf. Claudia does not speak <laughs> on behalf of TGIL. <laughs> And let's, you know what? Let's get off of this and go to this game, child. <laughs> really? Just you know, set me up to be mm-hmm. voodoo bitch. <laughs> All right, dirty voodoo bitch. All right, before we wrap, we're going to play a fun game of who's most likely to. All right. All right, I'm going to throw out a scenario, and you're going to tell me which host, including myself, is most likely to do it. Viewers in the chat, soulmates. You can play along too. Are y'all ready? Yes. Cue the music. All right. Who's most likely to go a week without showering? Cue. It's- <laughs> <laughs> don't play with next thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> Dirty voodoo, bitch. <laughs> Who's most likely to sleep with a soulmate? You! Al. <laughs> I think Al, because Al is for the Al. streets. Al's more for the streets. Oh, God. Yeah. It's a question above that when you skip. I did. Who's uh-huh. most likely to dine and dash? Claudia. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> That's definitely cute. He's like, I'm paving them crab legs. Right, you know, cute. We're like, forget you. <laughs> I'm rich, honey. I'm a rich white woman. I paved my tail. Oh god. We just got rich last week. All right. Who's most likely to fall asleep in the club? Claudia. Claudia. <laughs> I think I did when I was with y'all in Miami. Uh-huh. Oh god. Who's most likely to clap back? Out a troll. Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, who's most likely to use what they got to get what they want? Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al definitely. Oh, who's most likely to become a parent? Al. <laughs> yeah, probably Al. Al. Who's most likely to take their kids to the club? Al. You. Oh, you have it, you. And Will. I see you having a little badass little kid, Q. Do you want to have kids? No. And Al, you still want to? I mean, I you know, I'm interested in foster care, so probably so. Okay. Um, who's most likely to be the mediator out of the three of us? Q. It's been cute, yeah. actually. Surprisingly it's so, it has been cute. Ain't no damn surprise that I'm the most mature and the most level-headed. <laughs> okay, let me just... No, we, have... we listen to Q. That's what it is. People, since, everybody since usually we, listen to Q. Since we have time, we can go into this. It went through phases. In the beginning, Q was the biggest diva. I ain't doing that. They ain't need me. I ain't yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I ain't right. never said they need me. I just knew my, I knew my word. Okay, okay. And so I knew what I was and what I was going to do. And my paperwork was going to look the way I wanted to look or I was perfectly fine staying my ass. Okay. 
Then it changed when me and Al got our little tips here there that it was Q being the reasonable one. I was like, okay. Right. So it, depending on the era of the Fox Soul trajectory, the history of That's us. Right. Here, well, just tell them point. how many times you and Al get into it and how many times I've had to be the mediator. 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even you. know where that's from, but anyway, I'm the Michelle of the group, obviously, can't y'all tell? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just hanging on. <laughs> Not Michelle. Oh, damn. Well, if you fall, we, just, we ain't going to keep looking at you. We're going to help you get up. How about that? Oh, gosh. Y'all, we got some time. Y'all want to throw any more scenarios in there that we want to do ourselves? Hmm. We oh, got you know Hmm, well, Anything I want to talk about? We got three minutes. Well, I was going to say, before we get into our very, very last thing, what y'all doing this weekend? Well, I, I'm here in the grill, Jamaica. My girl, um, Chancey, it's her birthday. So uh -huh. we just came down here and we are hanging out. I cannot wait to get out in the ocean and have a lot of fun. So yeah. Now, you know, I know... Um, you know, you're a woman of a certain age, you know, that, <laughs> that your shelf life is coming to an end. Are you on a Stella got her groove back type of vacation? You and Chances, that what y'all up there doing, trying to find a young pool boy at the thing? No, at this age, since I'm so old, um, <laughs> I, I, I've never been going to go on vacation to find someone. Like I, I want someone that I can like see when I'm back home. So I, I'm looking for someone that's local in my state. I don't want to do any more long distance relationships. Uh -huh. you know I've hung saying? out with those two beautiful women in Aruba and they just like, they just relax. They act like a bunch of like rich women. Like they sit back, they go to the beach, they get a chair, they drink champagne, they eat tons of food, they do what they want, they go to the spa, and then they deal with guys that, you know, always are hawking after them, including the people that serve them. So, so what I'm hearing is none of them are like our tea bag of the week. No. That's right. Now, listen, we have covered so many crazy stories this week. So we like to end our show by handing out an award to the person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our teabag of the week. All right. Our teabag of the week goes to influencer Sierra Michelle Taylor, a.k.a. Queen of Op and her girlfriend, Danny. Now, the two were arrested early this week for mentally and physically harming a woman they considered a friend on social media. Fellas, what do you have to say in honor of this, uh, tea, our, this week's Teabag of the Week? That they, both of their ass in the right damn place, Jaya and the one that's pregnant for what they did to that special needs girl, she deserved to have her baby in jail the way Tupac Mama did with him. It was wrong to take advantage of somebody who has special needs. I don't like it one bit. Al? I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean, I just found out this week who they are, so. Trash. She made this woman uh, forced to eat dog crap, uh, made her, allegedly had her get a money bag yo tattoo on her, and just all this for attention. Disgusting. And you deserve more than tea bag of the week. You deserve a long prison sentence. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for doing a fantastic job and uh, we're having a good time. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Now you need to stick around for tracks and tales. And uh, we're going to see y'all next week where we're going to dive deeper and hopefully get some more information on Q's new love life that got him beaming and smiling over there and covering up his chesticles oh, yeah. and trying to be classy all of a sudden. I ain't got no new love life. Mind y'all business and good night, soulmates. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night.